Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 77. I'm your host, M. With me is regular co-host, Jackson. Hello. I'm the regular co-host. Video games. Video games! We're on the eve of E3. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. When you next hear us, it, it will it have been E3? Uh, no, this comes out on Thursday, last day of the month. Well, this will be for 4E3, but the next one might be after. Oh, yeah, the next one will absolutely be after, because the next one will be like two weeks later, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure will. Uh, if you want our E3 predictions, which we did quite well as the <laughs> most scientific process possible, go to patreon.com slash mapping and listen to the first episode of VoIP Life, which is our new premium show. The first episode's free. You can just listen to that. Um, and we run down E3 and have a good time. You'll learn a lot about what we feel about the video games of 2018 by listening to that. Because we don't talk about them here because abnormal mapping is for old games. Yeah. Jackson. No. Yes. Hello. Hi. What have you been playing? <sighs> what a fair few things actually um i've been playing castlevania 3 yeah uh, and i guess since the last time we recorded castlevania 2 like i guess all of that i guess i'm trying to think of when the last time we talked was but i've been playing some old castlevania what a horrible night for a curse what a ho- it does it doesn't say that in mine it doesn't say that in mine it doesn't say anything so, in mine you had a mistranslation weird. mine just fades like that yeah, mine was retranslated, so it had a different thing, um, and then yours is just not there, which is very strange to me. It doesn't even, like, stop Trevor moving, or not Trevor, it doesn't stop Simon moving, so you're, it just, like, dynamically goes to it. Like That's like, weird. I'm gonna, I'm that's, gonna... that's, like, too far, I think. Is that, like, not this level, but on the same ballpark as removing the doors from Resident Evil? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like, I, I get why you make that choice. I just don't think it's the choice I would make. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Castlevania is fantastic. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I um, do. You jump and you whip. Uh, you get the, the wall meat and the hearts from the candles and you kill Dracula. Uh, Castlevania 2 is a little bit of a mess, um, but it is, like, known to be so because it's, like, one of the most ambitious NES games I've ever seen. Like, you, you can draw a direct line from it to just every action adventure game, like, open world game ever made. Um, yeah. Like you go through, you make the numbers go up, and then you have a better whip, and then you can find more things to do, more things to open the next level. Like it's the same; nothing's changed. Uh, it's yeah. really incredible how much it's all there, and because it's all there on the nest, it's all like very flimsy and kind of falls apart. And then like <laughs> the whole game is essentially a build up to like a fight that takes two hits. <laughs> yeah, Dracula is very easy when you reassemble him. <laughs> Because I remember, like, oh, you go through, like, the, the whole castle's empty. You walk through the castle of Dracula, there haven't been any enemies there, because you walk up to it as if it's, like, and now you've reached Castlevania, um, and you've, like, cleared out all the mansions, you've done the uh, the two other bosses in the game, which are all piss easy, because uh, the game's not really about that, it's more about the, the world. And then it builds up to, like, and now you're here, you're here to fight Dracula, and it's a really cool moment as you walk through um, the empty castle, and you put all the, uh, like, pieces of Dracula on the plinth to summon him uh and then you just kill him in two hits uh it's very ridiculous but no uh that's a great game simon's curse i think that's what it's called yes yeah it's good video simon's quest dracula's curse fuck yes get him confused all the time to be fair he simon's quest involves dracula's curse (laughs) yeah that's fair you're not wrong about that but (laughs) Uh, and then Castlevania 3 is just fantastic. It's just like, hey, we made the first game again, but like even better now because it's two years later, we know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that that game is like the peak of, um, like it's Mega Man 6 levels of look at what we've put on this NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like swinging pendulums um, in the clock tower that you have to jump on. The clock tower is so impressive in that game. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, no, like the way the gears turn yeah uh, it's incredible um and so those were really great and then i played um bloodstained circle of the moon which is a fake castlevania 3 that i got uh because i backed um the bloodstained kickstarter uh and it's bad it's tragically very bad um it's almost interesting but not like good so uh so basically what that is is it, it's developed by Creates, who um did like the Mega Man Zero games and the Mega Man 9 and 10. And then when Capcom gave up on that, they started doing the Azure Striker games. And the, the thing that's actually interesting about it is that you can tell this is a Mega Man team making a Castlevania game. Like the first boss comes in, takes up half the screen. You can only hit them like in midair. Uh, and there's like a couple of like square blocks you have to like jump on and avoid these like falling things to hit 
uh, hit the boss in the right place. It's the most Mega Man boss that's ever been in a video game, but you're playing a Castlevania guy. Problem is, they they've just it just doesn't feel right. The animation's at the wrong speed. The action doesn't like move like you would need to. It doesn't feel satisfying to hit guys with the whip. Um, it's like a real uh, lesson in the importance of feel because everything like it looks exactly like Castlevania Three would in modern times. It looks exactly like like it sounds like you remember. It's got all the things you would want, um, but it just doesn't feel right, and that's a real shame that you can only really notice when you've gone like directly back to back playing those two games like I did. I did not intend it to be that way. It just worked out that way. Fair enough. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Castlevania, it's good. Yeah, no, I'm just, that's one of the games I'm working through this year. How excited are you for real Bloodstained? Uh, not very, but I'm very excited for like Aria of Sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I've still got six Egovanias to play. Yeah. And I'm probably nice. going to play Symphony of the Night again. Yeah. Because it's just that good. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, but that's what I've been up to. What about you? I have not been playing a ton of video games, but when I am playing video games, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins. How are the happy couple? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I, like, I'm still okay. re- early enough in the story, I feel like, that I don't really want to get into it. Um, okay. But I, so far, I think Aya and Bayek's relationship is the most, like, dudes writing a cool wife video games. It's bad. Um. When Bayek's just off helping people, like, find their, like, lost spouse or a book that was taken from them or something, it's much better. When he's oh, the so Witcher, it's good. When it's the Witcher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when it's, like, a put-upon guy helping people out. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's weird, because I was very loath to play this game. Um, was yes, not interested. Yes, um, And then uh, they put out that, uh, like, Animus console hack thing which is just like you can change the parameters and stuff in the game um so you could just make it so you know assassinations always kill the enemy or you can run really fast or you take less damage and do more damage stuff it's like literally that. just like a cheat engine script built into the game it's it's really cool yeah um yeah, and so I'm playing it that way. Uh, it's extremely easy, which is fine, because I don't want to actually play the part where you have to like stealth through a video game and fight dudes. Um, I move incredibly fast, uh, and I just explore the beautiful lands of Egypt. It's great. It's one of the most beautiful-looking games po- that I've ever played, and I just like walking around and taking pictures of stuff. That's really what I'm doing. I'm just walking around taking pictures. Mm-hmm. That's good, because like I feel like most of the time when you sit down to play a very expensive capital g good looking video game you're like this is very expensive but it doesn't actually look good and i'm glad that assassin's creed like it actually looks good yes no this is expensive and looks good and it doesn't like have the wow factor of like an uncharted but it's a it's much better at giving you a world to just enjoy yeah it's it's like it's like massive so it can't be (laughs) that level of like detailed space yep uh that's cool and yeah no i uh, will link to my imager because i'm putting up the photos as i take them in big sections so yeah no you love that photo mode uh well i was i was implored by a blogger of the year to please use the damn photo mode and i'm not normally <laughs> the person who does such a thing but i was like i'll do it for dia um and then decided that no actually taking pictures of stuff is cool so i'm taking a lot of pictures the photo mode in that game is incredible uh it's the best one everyone should just steal it wholesale and put it in their video game yeah it's really it doesn't cool. quite have the robustness of like the naughty dog ones but it also isn't incredibly fiddly and difficult to use that's good because I feel like every photo mode I use will often have the thing where, like, if I press the wrong button once, I have to reset and start again and try adjusting the settings. The Naughty Dog yes. ones are like incredibly guilty of that. Like, I'll yes. nudge it one way and I can't reset it to the center without resetting all the settings. Yeah, the Assassin's Creed one is very. Uh, it feels very natural, like you're just running around with a camera in the space trying to line up a good shot. That's good. Yeah, um, that part is great. Uh, I wish you could hide Bayek's model. Um, or you can't give hide him the goofy model? poses. No, it's the one thing you can't do. No, that's the one thing you gotta. <laughs> but it the when you go into photo mode, the camera's not really locked to him, so you just like park him somewhere okay. and then like turn around. It's very well, that... easy to work around. <laughs> that's good. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the other other sad thing. Uh, imagine a sleeping dog with a 2018 photo mode. Oh. Uh... <laughs> 
I know. We've been robbed. We've been robbed so much. Oh, I Red just want to put Wei Shen in a soon. stupid hat and march <laughs> yeah. him down the street. That's <laughs> yeah. all I've ever wanted. That's all you ever wanted. Just uh, Wei Shen in his hat. You know. Never smiling. No, absolutely not. That man does not know how to smile. <laughs> completely earnest in his hat. Yeah. Yeah. No. Always and forever. He just thinks it looks good on him. He's wrong, but that's what he thinks. <laughs> uh... Weishen, too pure. Too pure for video games. Uh, sadly true. Never to yeah. be reborn in another game. <laughs> they canceled that shit. Yeah. They made Triad Wars. <laughs> they made Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, what? It was, Square, it was Square Enix. It did, like, they had it ready and Square Enix didn't give the green light. Because Square oh, Enix sure, didn't know sure. how to... I think of that and like Hitman in the same breath. Like, Fair enough. Square Enix decision making is questionable, some may say. Yep. Uh, but that's really it. I haven't, I haven't really felt like video games very much. Uh, God that's of War fun. really took it out of me. <laughs> also, you don't have air conditioning. Well, yeah, that's that's just been this week. But mm-hmm. even before that, I wasn't playing a bunch of video games. That's fine. You've been watching a lot of movies, reading a bunch. It seems cool. Watching a lot of anime. Go wa- listen to The Great Gundam Project. <laughs> we haven't recorded it yet, but you watched the anime so bad. That you're very excited to fucking talk about it on the show. I know. I mean, I don't know if I'm very excited. I will just say it was very bad and tell you what it was and explain why it was bad. I watched one episode and then went to a good anime instead. Yeah. You can find out what that is yesterday <laughs> on the Great Gundam Project, abnormal map or Patreon.com slash abnormal mapping for one dollar. Yes, you can. Oh, uh, before we actually oh, get right. do the podcast, we should probably talk about everything being rewritten and restructured. Oh, right. Yes, there's a lot of people that just listen to this show, so yeah. we should fill everyone in on what's do going on. Do you want on. to do that? I've been talking long enough. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so we've restructured the Unknown Mapping Patreon a little bit uh, because we're poor, um, and we just didn't have the like work capacity to keep up with the $10 guest pledges, so we restructured a little bit to uh, focus more on like stuff people wanted. Uh, which was we now have a ten dollar Patreon show. Uh, the pled the the tier for like uh, guest episodes has gone up to twenty dollars. But people seem very happy with the fact that the ten dollar tier is now a new show called Voip Life, which you can get at patreoncom mapping. It is every two weeks and it costs uh, ten dollars a month on top of everything else. Like you get the letters for five dollars still. Gundam is still one dollar. Uh, everything is everything is the same there. That's the only real change in the Patreon structure. Uh, the other thing that we've done is that you can go to the website and if you want us to like host your show we can if it's a decent podcast we'll put it on ours for free so you don't have to pay um uh you know like libs and their blood money um and it will be much easier that way we're offering free hosting for cool podcasts is uh the new the other tier we've reached so those are the two main things is voip life's at ten dollars and if you go to the website you can find our details on free hosting for podcasts those are the things yeah also we um we rewrote the entire Patreon page. So if you just want to look through that, see where we're oh, at. You just wanted people to know our work. We appreciate yeah. the work that we did. I, I mean, it, it lays out all the shows, like, uh, you does. know, Your Faves Would Never, which uh, should always have more listeners. Uh, your Faves Would Never.fyi. People our new like movie it. podcast, sure. which, uh, repertory screenings, which I need to watch the movies for this weekend, which I'm looking I'm, forward to. I, the movies, like, I'm excited for you to, uh, to, to watch them because you're going to be talking about something I'm very excited for. Yep. Uh, screenings.com. Uh, yeah, all the shows. We have so many shows. We have so many you know, shows. You know all the shows, but those are the new shows. Yep. Same we as have the so many shows, shows that I no longer have to do the full plug zone in every episode, thank God. Yeah, no. We'll just pick one that's especially relevant. Yep. Uh, but that's it for the preamble. Yeah, we don't have a segment two, though. <laughs> we, so, we did have a segment two. Uh, so, basically, this episode... Um, is a guest episode. Uh, it was brought to you by longtime friend of the side, I guess. Oh, God, known each other since 2012. Um, Mike Cosmano, uh, who pledged uh, the $10 tier and decided to make us play Murdered Soul Suspect. They were going to be on the show, but they can't for health reasons. They're, they're sick at the moment. Uh, so we were just going to chat with them about like how weird the last six years have been and how much it's been like strange watching video games change. But they're not here. And I guess we could do that ourselves, but we do that. We've done that. So yeah, we're not going to do that. If you want navel gazing, we do that every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I am keeping Jackson from writing a letter right this moment by recording on Saturday instead of Sunday. Yeah, the, if you wondered why the letter has gone up so late on Saturday, it's because I had to record a podcast first. Yeah, you know, no, that's on me because uh, I have a birthday party I can't skip tomorrow. So uh, that's completely fair. Uh, but that means we're just going to get into it and talk about the game. If the episode's short, that's okay. Uh, yeah, next month we have two, two episodes. episodes. <laughs> yes, we have two episodes next month, which we're very excited for. We don't have any emails, do we? No, absolutely not. We didn't put out a call for questions. If you have emails, always podcast at normalmapping.com. Uh, your face would never has a bunch of emails, but not not you. I mean, yeah, different shows, different shows. Right. It's enough preambles. Go on the show. So for this month's episode, uh, we are talking about Murdered Soul Suspect, which is a 2014 game developed by Airtight Games and published. Oh, you by mean Murdered Soul Suspect? Yes, I mean Murdered Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Every video game that has a colon and then something stupid after it should be said the Catherine New Judgment voice. Murdered. Soul suspect. The best thing about the Castlevania Judgment voice is it's not a voice, it's just like a beat. Like, yes. you don't have to put the voice, it's not like Resident Evil 4. <laughs> like, that's a voice. It's yeah. just the pause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, we're talking about Murdered Soul Suspect, developed by Airtight Games, published by Square Enix, came out in uh, 2014. Um, was directed, this is interesting to me, it was directed by uh, Yosuke uh, Shiokawa. Um, and was developed by Airtight Games, who are not a Japanese studio. This is like a like deliberate collaboration between Square Enix Japan and a Western studio, which I think explains a lot about this game. Uh, I would also point out that Airtight Games' uh, previous big credit is Dark Void, which is Capcom trying very hard to make a Western game. So I th- got a bad habit of falling into this trap as a yeah, studio. No. Or they did. They closed after this game. <laughs> Literally the month after. They let a yeah. bunch of people go before the game came out, and then it flopped, and then they all had to uh, get fired. Which is a shame, because, you know, there are worse games than Murdered Soul Suspect. I guess we'll talk about it uh, right yeah, now. I, yes, that is true. There are worse <laughs> games than Murdered Soul Suspect. You are right. <laughs> Released in 2014. Absolutely. This is one of the better console games of 2014. Um, What came out in 2014, Jackson? Game I don't of the even Year know. Shadow of Mordor. It's that gear. Mm. This was it's, also a cross-generation uh, game, which is very weird to me, because uh, 2014, those consoles have been out for a while. No, they had, this was the first year. 2013 was when was they it? came out. Yep. Okay. This Destiny is, this is, came out in 2014. I'm just going down this list now. Bayonetta 2, 2014. Yep, that's what... Yeah, no, Bayonetta 2, 2014. Alien Isolation, 2014. People like that game a lot. Drive Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, years passed, years passed. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to s- summarize quickly what uh, what Murdered Soul Suspect is? What happens in it? Uh, okay, so it opens with Trinity falling out of a window. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay. Yes. I guess before we get to the video game, the first shot is literally the opening shot of The Matrix re- uh, Reloaded. Yeah, it's really, it's really a lot. It's, like, it's in slow motion too. Yeah, slow motion, firing guns upwards as you fall out a window. But you're not Trinity. You are police detective Ronan O'Connor, and he falls out the window. And unlike Trinity, just like smacks against the concrete and is basically dying. Uh, and that is confirmed as a mysterious hooded killer comes out and then shoots you in the chest like four times. Um, uh, Ronan O'Connor, is that his name? Ronan O'Connor, you say? Yes. Yes. Uh, is not the most Irish name of 2014. <laughs> what is? Uh, Assassin's Creed Rogues, Shay Patrick Cormack. Oh yeah, you're right. God. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somehow they made a more ridiculously Irish name than Ronan O'Connor. <laughs> um, this hooded figure is the bell killer who everyone is looking for. And you find yourself looking down on your shot body as a ghost. And you're like, oh shit, I'm a ghost. Um, and then you go and try to solve who the bell killer is while being a ghost. Uh, you can't really interact with anything in the real world. You can, like, possess people to read their minds. Um, 
sometimes you can like get a flash of memory or something, but um, that you're going through crime scenes, solving, get, gathering clues that the rest of the police who are not as cool as you cannot gather because they're not good enough. Putting together the pieces and tracking down the bell killer who seems to be going after uh, psychic mediums, including a girl named Joy, who you end up kind of hanging with and <laughs> protecting. Uh I think the thing we should also mention is the game set in Salem, if you didn't know where this was going. Yes, it's set in Salem. It is set in the Bioshock level based on Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The tiniest town where everything is literally like down the street from each other. Uh, yep. Um, which, I mean, might be true to Salem. I don't know. Uh, I bet it's not, though. Uh, and you go and you, you hunt down this killer with the... Uh, Joy, who is like a sassy goth girl with a lip ring and a bunch of ridiculous pins on her leather jacket. Um, but she's good, kind of. She's the best part of this game, but that's not saying a whole lot. Um, and it's a stealth game in which, because you're a ghost, you can't really interact with things in the real world. But there are demons that are around that are just like ready to like kill you. Uh, so you have to basically walk through the no-clip environments because you're a ghost and avoid being spotted by the demons as you sneak up on them and kill them again again i yes. guess like, yeah uh, uh this game very much feels like they didn't know how to put a video game in it yes so let's talk about let's talk about the story first then we'll talk about the actual video game okay so it starts off like as basically the worst shit ever made it ends in a better place but the like opening of this game um is a montage of all the tattoos that your cool guy protagonist has got yeah, so Ronan's talking about how he used to be a street punk and he was a criminal and then he fell in love with the sister of a cop and he got clean and he fixed his life and he also became a cop and he's the cool cop and he's just, there's a tattoo for each one of these things and there's a montage of him getting them all and it's the worst. Also, his wife was then murdered, but not for any reason that matters to the plot, I guess. No, I expected that to come into the plot, but it doesn't at all. No, she was just shot at some point. Uh, she she only matters because <laughs> when you get murdered and then you're like oh no I'm dead can I go to heaven and then your wife turns up and goes no bitch <laughs> go solve this murder first <laughs> it's yep. really funny um, so that's why your wife's dead you have to go reunite with her by solving this arbitrary murder yeah and uh, it's just you kicking around with this young girl who is over being in this bad video game from this jump, so she's clearly the best. So, so, so yeah. So it starts out with this like just just insufferable t uh, tattoo montage that like should be hilarious, but it's not Max Payne, so it doesn't know how to like thread the needle of being knowingly stupid. So it's just like actually stupid. That's most of this game. Yeah, and, and luckily at the end it does like come together in a cool way, but like literally in the last twenty minutes. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, so, it should be super pulpy. It takes place in Salem, and you're a ghost interacting with other ghosts. Like, the first ghost you meet is this young girl named Abigail, and she's, like, a Puritan child who was clearly, like, killed during witch trial times or whatever, or was, like, died then, and she's like, I'm going to, te I'll teach you about ghost powers and demons, and it kind of leads you around by the nose a little bit, and it's ridiculous. Um, but... Otherwise, it is you going up to people who are just, like, hanging around in ghost form and being like, why am I dead? What what happened? And then you look around the environment and find the three clues that prove what happened and show it to them. And then they rapture in a T-pose, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they T-pose and rapture. That is what they do. Everybody's gone to the rapture. T-pose edition. God, it's really, um, it's a lot. And then Ronan is just the most, like, taciturn video game man. Uh, the funniest thing about writing. Ronan is that he's a ghost and he doesn't like exist or but he also has ghost cigarettes yeah he's constantly smoking and yeah, it's not no. like they explain that he just always has a cigarette and like he'll throw it away sometimes but then he'll have another one later like yep. he just has his ghost cigarette uh yeah no cigarettes are cool i guess I mean, they are, but also he just walks around in his shitty outfit with like 15 bullet holes in him and the bullet holes like glow the entire time. Well, no, so everyone, like everyone who dies has like marks of their death on them, which means mm -hmm. fucking one of the characters can't speak and has like been garroted for all eternity and he's just got cool bullet holes. Yeah. 
Like, you meet someone who's, like, lost their eye, and it's compl- and he just got, like, glowing cool bullet holes that make him even cooler than he was in life. Yeah, but mo- most of the ghosts are actually just people, like, NPC 3, but blue now, hanging around. Um, uh, not satisfied with mere, uh, like, throwaway ghost NPCs, the game also has throwaway living NPCs, which I find deeply hilarious, because they all have, like, two bits of, uh, like, mind-reading dialogue. Yes. And the way they have to broadly establish, like, characters, just, like, you walk past someone and you jump into them and, like, oh, I, I wish I could dump him, but he'll be so upset. Like, but, like just that. Like, that every time. Like, oh, I can't believe he's always watching the television. Just, like, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but then every once in a while you'll jump in one and it's like, yeah, I murdered her. It was yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> it does do that. And you're like, yeah. it's the sole suspect. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's ridiculous. So the game uh, has all these, like, things going on, and then it doesn't, like, there's no, we talk about all these, like, and then you do this and you do that, there's no, there's actually no central video game here, it's just bit to bit. Uh, it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you find Joy, Joy's looking for a mother who's working with the police, um, even though you don't know about it, you're like, I, I didn't know that we were working with a medium, and that's, like, part of the plot, I guess, kind of, that, like, oh... Uh, one of these detectives was working with mediums and then was taken off the case. And you're like, oh, he's a suspect. He's the shadiest man because he's the cop who didn't like you when you were alive. And you're um, like, well, it's obviously not him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he just looks like the video game version of the detective from uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sex gifts. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Oh, Dean Norris tweeted sex gifts the other day. Great. <laughs> Clearly um, intending to search for sex gifts. <laughs> God, dude, it's 2018. Find some videos. <laughs> that was what all the replies were. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to derail with that. Yes, the other and then, main cop is your brother, who is uh, your brother-in-law, the brother of, the, of your wife. Yes. Who is called Rex, who is... Uh, I spent the entire game like, it's obviously him, it's him, it's him, it's him! Uh, uh yeah no it's like oh rex is clearly the bad guy here um which i guess is not true the thing is halfway through i was like oh wait i know what's going on here duh that's dumb <laughs> yes no i also figured it out but i was spending the whole time with- i thought rex would be in on it i didn't the the way the plot come together i didn't actually see coming in as like details mm-hmm. um, uh, so we'll just and- go through what the plot is yeah so Whatever. You you run around and you put a lot of clues together to solve yeah. a string of plot devices and then you're like, Oh, I think the bad the bad cop that I don't like is the killer, and then you find him uh dead, and it's like, Oh, he's been murdered by the bell killer. He couldn't be the bell killer. And then you find out that actually the bell killer is a lot of people because the bell killer is a ghost that possesses people. Yes, obviously. And then the first thing you might think, uh, if you're the video game, I guess, is, oh, it must be like a Puritan who's trying to like relive the witch trials because they hate witches and want to destroy them. And then the game immediately tips its hand like, no, actually, it's Abigail who is mad because she was executed for being a witch, even though she wasn't one. And now as a ghost is killing witches as a way to feel better about this. Yeah, it's not so. And by the way, like if you go into like YouTube and search for a long play of this game, uh, the part where you go to find Baxter's body is like fifteen minutes before the end, and that's like end of Act Two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like the game just doesn't have an ending. It's literally like the final stretch of the game is a PowerPoint presentation because they did not have enough money to finish the video game. Even yeah. though that's where all the like good stuff is, because once it gets over like Ronan being a cool guy. Uh, and it's mostly about this, these murders and joy um, and everything coming together. Like, the actual, like, final stretch of this game is fine. It's nice. Like, the, the tone fixes itself. It's not trying to, like, fucking impress you with how cool it is. And then the, like, ultimate revelation that it's uh, that it's the first ghost you met is, like, obvious. But it's done well because um, I feel like it plays with, like, just cop tropes pretty well. Yeah. A bit I, early so on. you end up convincing Joy to go with Rex, right? And then you find out, oh, no, Rex is the one who's being possessed and... Abigail has taken Rex's body and Joy into the, like, Salem Historical Witch Trial Museum and is going to hang her. Um, and you have to go and convince Abigail not to do this by touching her and a cutscene plays. <laughs> Which is your yeah. final boss fight of Abigail uh, being confronted with what she's done and how horrible it is. And that actually, like, she's evil and needs to be, like, sent to hell or whatever. Uh, and you basically, like, try to get yourself 
pulled into hell and then drag her down and get escape somehow. It's dumb. It's very contrived. Yeah, no, uh, she's like, uh, she's she's like sends you to hell, but then you pull her in and like, if if I'm gonna die, you're coming with me. But then you escape because you just don't, you know, you escape. <laughs> you escape because you escape. That's it. Um, yeah, uh, the the good stuff is like. So earlier on, there's a bit, uh, like, you go through all the hits. So you go through, like, an abandoned apartment, and you go through, a, you know, a graveyard, and then you go a through church. the church, and then a local insane asylum, like, these kind of things. Um, and uh, you, so you go to the insane asylum, uh, and you um, find the girl, and then you're like, we're going to take her to the church, and Joy's like, I'm going to take her to the church, we're going to, and then... Um, you go, well, I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck, Joy's screwed. Uh, and you get, like, then you go somewhere else, but then there's, like, you know, cops at the church, and you get, like, so the way it all wraps up, and then you, like, find out that the girl that you saved died. Um, but then she's actually fine with it because she died and could now be reunited with her sister and T-poses off to heaven. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, the way it, like, reverses itself in these, like, in its its ridiculous lore um to have the like regular episodes of csi twist is fun like it, it does that fine uh, yes but also every ep- every beginning of every chapter like chapter of the game i guess is joy going like we need to go to x place let's split up and meet there because the game we- cannot handle you going through the environment with joy <laughs> yeah it's like we didn't implement to go together in the open world so uh we'll all meet at levels yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> And the first thing that happened, I was like, that's funny. And the second one, I was like, oh, they're going to do this every time. And they do. They do it every time. Yep. So I guess we should talk about the actual video game part of the video game. <laughs> uh, I guess we should. Um... This is a stealth game. You're a stealth action fan, Jackson. I am a stealth. I guess I am. Yeah, I'm the stealth fan here. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good stealth game. It's a bad stealth game. Uh, so the the way in which stealth is implemented in this game is very strange because there's no actual mechanics about hiding it's just here's an environment you can walk through everything please make sure nothing sees you that is like looking for you and you can like clearly see their vision cones anytime you want to and all you gotta do is like walk into a different room and as they go down the hallway pop out from behind them and execute them uh and the the other like mechanical addition to this is that most stealth games are about uh lines of vision um objects and like you know you crawl behind the box and then you run out and then you kill the guy and whatever uh often stuff games are about like the variety of tools in which you can approach a situation this game however is about hiding in beams of light um so there's like lots of beams of light in the environment which are like hiding points and you just press the right trigger and over and over again you can zip between them and then the the demons will like check these hiding points and try to drag you out. So it often becomes like, ah, oh, fuck, I got seen. I have to go back and forth between these three because it'll like, the demons will like check for a while. So you, you don't just go into one and then they lose you. You go into one and then they check that. Then you jump into the next one while they check the one you were in and then like you basically go back and forth and then as they turn around again, you kill them. Um and that's the whole game. That is the entire game for, you know, the four hours or whatever it lasts. Because uh, it's not very long, but that's it. That's the video game. It's the most paper-thin thing um, that has ever happened. Uh, it's not very good. I would, If you want to play this game, I would just watch it on YouTube. Uh, watching it on YouTube is five hours long. Yep. And that's, that's uh, not even it's like a the... short video game. That's not even like the edit. Like, I, there's the long play that I watched. The like, cause I, so I got to the Insane Asylum... Uh, and then there was a bit where I was, I had to go through like a vent and then there was, um, a demon corridor that I had to go through and deal with the demons there. Uh, and I died and it sent me all the way back to the beginning of the vent and I was like, I'm watching the rest of YouTube. Uh, that's me. That's me out. You tapped out a bit earlier, I think. Yeah. I got the teleport in the graveyard and then yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't want to play this anymore. Cause there's just a bunch of demons here and this game clearly isn't giving me anything cool because they give you they basically give you the blink in uh in dishonored. uh dishonored but you can regularly not use it to get around anything you want to actually get around it just doesn't work over like chest high demon bears well the, the game isn't like about movement so no but then it gives you a movement ability so yeah like it doesn't feel good to move because no. it's not 
It, it like nothing really feels good in this game it's just like stuff happening it's it's remarkable this game came out at all like it's the cheapest most budget game thing in like five years after anyone made that kind of thing yeah i mean it's literally a bunch of environments that feel like they were meant for you to interact with that they didn't get to put that in so you just walk through everything like yeah. they made the fact that their environments are not interactable a feature of their story <laughs> yeah they did yeah uh, which is funny and so so there's a puzzle at, uh in the police station where you have to uh you go to someone's office um and what's i forget the sequence of events but basically the end bit of the sequence is you have to uh move the gun rack to find the hidden panel behind it um but to activate the prompt to move the gun rack you have to like use the computer look at one side of the gum rack to find a smear that proves it can be moved to then go to the other side to activate to like tell joy to move it because you can't touch it so joy has to move it for you um if you like me already figured out how to like oh it's clearly a hidden panel there uh you then are then like searching for the thing you have to do to trigger the thing you want. Like I couldn't figure out what to do because I knew what the final answer was, but I didn't realize I had to like look at the computer another time before it would give me that option. Uh, so there's lots of stuff like that. And it's like very arbitrary systems of um, detective work is just like flow charts, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Like that's, you know, it's, it's not a detective game. It's an adventure game. You're not really yeah. putting things together and deducing, but that's true of most detective games. It's very hard to do that. Sure. Like, it's find all the clues in the environment and then pick the three that are relevant to the question it asks to advance the plot. And I kept getting them wrong at the start because I always thought they were too obvious. I was like, that can't yes. be the actual answer. And then I'm like, no, it just is. This girl is hiding. What is her emotion? Uh, scared? Yes, it is scared. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's stuff like that. It's like, oh, it must not, it can't be scared. I have to figure out, like, what the actual answer is. Or it'll be like, um, this girl died. What what clue is the the clue? And the one of the clues is the dead body. And you're like, well, it's not that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's like, no, the clue is the dead body. And I'm like, oh, thank you, video game. <laughs> Lots of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then it never goes. Like none of this actually turns into anything. Like the end of the game is not that. It just has a couple more demons. It's not any different than the beginning of the video game, right? Like you just yes. do the same stuff for five hours. And then it it feels like. Like, there's no final boss. There's no, like, all these ghost powers are allowing you to have a ghost duel with Abigail, which would be the version of this game that felt, like, actually finished. Uh, But this game feels very unfinished, given that the ending is a cutscene. So, you you kill Abigail, and there's literally two minutes of the game left. Um, And you... So, Abigail goes to to hell, and then it's, like, (laughs) pans up to the sky as he's giving a voiceover, like... After that, Rex was technically the bell killer, and the police wouldn't believe, you know, that uh, that he was possessed by a ghost because that's crazy. Uh, but I bet Joy helped him out. I bet Joy helped him go into hiding so he didn't have to suffer for like his possessions. Uh, and then, and she's like, Joy found her mum eventually. Cut to Joy saying, "Mum, that's it. End of that plot line." Literally, she <laughs> says, "Mum." You don't see that resolution. You don't have that be a scene. Like the entire game is like basically building up to a scene with Joy and her mum reuniting. Um, never happens in the game she just you just get her basically it happened don't worry she she got the thing she wanted and then and then ronan walks through the street and his like why he hears his wife's voice so like i guess he went to heaven in the end well done ronan but also it implies he's like oh that was a crazy story but it's only one of many like he just goes around in a, in a cop show solving dead people's crimes well, no, for so like it, five years <laughs> it begins like that the, the line is really weird it's like we all got our debts to solve on this earth before we can move on um and it's like implied that had this game been like released in a form that it was intended to it would have ended with a cliffhanger thing but they know they're not gonna make another one so they just then have ronan's w- wife's voice come out say like ronan at the end as it cuts to black because they didn't animate her for that scene Yes, which is actually way worse than if they had just kept the cliffhanger, even knowing they were going to make another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's very ridiculous. Um, but that's that's murdered soul suspect. It's interesting in that it is you know the game, the like level of games people talk about, right? That's like, oh, where have these B games gone? And they you know they let everyone go. They don't make them anymore. Uh, um. Yeah, we've covered a lot of like B tier last gen this gen games i like this is a this gen game but i i very much think of this as a last gen game um oh it absolutely is 
but like you know the uh binary domains of the world that uh games people love or have a cult following even though they're garbage this is absolutely the worst one of these but it's still one of these it's binary domain is better than binary domain is like a complete video game Yes, no, Biden Domain is a video game you can play all the way through. You don't feel like they built half of it and then stopped. Uh, they just did that with the story. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's not that bad. It's fine. No, it, yes, Biden Domain is better than this. But these all feel of a weird type where, like, they tried to make something that reads, like, the big games, but with a slightly more interesting story. And because of that, they have cult status. But also, all of these games are, like, incredibly disappointing in terms of, like, being an actual thing. Like, unless you only play AAA games, I don't understand why a game like this is interesting. I mean, this isn't, like, that's the binary domain complaint. Like, there's no yeah, one talks but, like, about I think this game. No like, one talks about people this talk, I, People talk about this game. I remember when this game came out, that people were like, no, it's, like, not great, but it has some interesting ideas. I mean, that, that's true, but it, like, you know, it got, like, 50 everywhere. Like, it wasn't talked about as a cult classic. This isn't a cult classic. This is just a game that happened. And some people want to, like, say, this is, you know, this was fine. Like, that's the level of praise I see from Murdered Soul Suspect, yeah. is this was fine. Also, there is a, the fundamental problem of this exact same idea exists in the Blackwell series of adventure games. <laughs> oh, also, also Blackwell. Yeah, uh, Blackwell is a story about Rose, Rosanna Blackwell, who's like a journalist who discovers that her family's cursed to have a ghost follow them around. And when her uh, great aunt dies, she like gets the she inherits his ghost. Um, and the ghost is like a gangster named Joey from like the 30s or 40s. And the two of them decide that, <laughs> oh, if she's going to see ghosts, they're going to go out together and like solve ghost crimes. Yeah, um, God, I got to play those games. Yeah. Uh, and it's great. There's five of them. Uh, I did Let's Plays on the YouTube channel ages ago, uh, but you should also just play them. They're regularly on sale for pretty cheap these days, because they're pretty old. But, um, it's good. Play Blackwell. Uh, what was the other game you said was just like this? Ghost Trick? I know you uh, don't like that game, but people Ghost like Trick's it. a very different game. Isn't that game about possessing people to find out yes, what happened to them? But also, it's like a weird, like, two, like uh, side-scrolling puzzle kind of game. Okay. Um, it, it, it is not dissimilar to this, but in a much more self-aware, like, fun way. I like. I don't think Ghost Trick is like as amazing as everyone else does, but it's a much better game than this. I guess like the equivalent of Ghost, because Ghost Trick's all about possessing stuff to like make stuff happen in the environment, uh, mm-hmm. and the equivalent of that here is I walked into a guy to get over a big line that said I can't cross this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ghost floor is lava. <laughs> the go- yeah, the ghost floor is lava. That's yes, the ghost floor is lava is basically a thing that's game. I'm going to read out the development section of the Wikipedia page for everyone. Okay, because I, I was really about funny. to do that also because it's the most <laughs> baffling thing I've ever heard. Because it's insanely funny. Okay, <laughs> would you have it in front of you right now? Yes, yes I do. <laughs> we're the same person. This is one of the biggest struggles we have in podcasting is that we're the same person, so it's not as interesting as you. We just. Alright. The game came about because Square Enix wished to appeal more to the Western market. Like, oh good, Dark Void all over again. It happened again, everyone. Yep. Um Shikoa, a corrective uh, uh Yesuke Shiakoa. Shiakawa? Fuck, I can't speak. Shiokawa, yes. Shiakawa, a creative director of Square Enix, came up with the idea of where the player was a ghost and pitched it to the development team at Airtype Games. Airtype then came up with various concepts around the ghost idea. Some of which were almost superhero stories, according to Matt Brunner, Airtight's chief creative officer. In an interview with IGN, Shiakawa noted that he was inspired from watching the movie Die Hard and asking himself, what if John McClane died? What if John McClane was killed? Is he going to give up? He reasoned that he wouldn't, and that even as a ghost, he's going to try to save the people at Nakatomi Plaza, including his wife, which led to the concept of the game. This is the most amazing story I've ever heard. <laughs> the what team if John had McClane was a ghost? Would John McClane give up if he was a ghost? He would I not. Think, I think John McClane would indeed give up if he was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't uh, know. I haven't like Die Hard Six is about John McClane as a ghost. Probably. God, they they, they can't be making a six one. I doubt they, it. They have to be done now. Um, the team had trouble at first integrating Western and Eastern philosophies regarding ghosts. 
About the process, Brenner later stated that there are a lot of assumptions that we weren't even aware of that we were making on both sides about how to fictionally support who you are as a character in this world. It took us, I would say, a good year and a half of constant back and forth to get the sense of what really, oh, so that's what you're talking about. So this game isn't finished because they spent, I think it was like made over the course of a couple years because their last game came out in 2012. I don't know how many like um, teams they had or whatever. But this game came out in 2014. Last game was in 2012. So I'm going to guess that I was about two years making this game. And a year and a half of this was people arguing about Japanese and Western conceptions of ghosts. <laughs> Everything yeah. fits fitted into place. I understand it now. I am correct to blame Square Enix. Uh, yeah, no, this is a... It's like an esoteric idea for a game that needs like a really solid video game to back it up. Because like on the front, like the face of it ghost detective and psychic girl go around solving murders is like a good pitch for like a new tv show not a video game <laughs> i'm just imagining like all these developers like they worked on something and then someone in uh, like japan sees it and is like ghosts don't work like that do it again and they're like but they do <laughs> and everyone has uh, a fight about this yes ah oh, what a ridiculous i mean airtight one i guess because nothing of the, about this reads especially as like oh japanese ghosts like i don't feel the influence of like japanese inspiration aside i would from not what have if guessed john mcclain was dead i would not have guessed that this was like a like directed by uh square enix japan even if the development team was western game yes I, this reads as completely western to me it's not yep. like i'm trying to think of like equivalent stuff like that uh like you can tell the like dead rising 2 um is a game that I, th I think um, guy you land direct. I forgot his actual name. I don't want to get it exactly wrong. It's the Mega Man guy, Keiji Inafune. That's the one. Sorry, I'm getting all my devs confused. Anyway, uh, that game moved to um, Canada, but still had like uh, Capcom Japan overseeing it in a lot of ways. And you can tell the difference between that and three, which was like clearly all Canada all the time. <laughs> um, but this just yeah, this just reads as you know a video game. The most damning thing you could say about it. Well, you, 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 like, there's no hint of this like interesting clash of cultures that went on behind the scenes in the game. It just reads as like it's the game. It's not yeah. play it. She's got a it's a trap pin. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's really all we got on Murdered Soul Suspect. We pushed it for as long as we could, but yeah, it's not a very good video game. Nope. It's pretty empty. It it should be like hilarious. Um, it made me really respect Max Payne. Yeah, it should be Max Payne-esque, and it would work. Like, the game could still be, like, the nothing it is if it had a sense of humor about itself, and I did at least have a good time, but instead, it is nothing if not self-serious. Um, and it's, that's that's boring and unfortunate. It made me reappraise Alan Wake. Alan Wake is a bad video game, but it is leagues better than this. Yeah, There's no Barry. There's no Barry here. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Scratch. Mr. Scratch! God! Fuck! Yeah. Oh, Mr. Scratch, you deserve better. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that. We're just listing things in Remedy Games now. <laughs> We're going on to the next segment. <laughs> All right, we have some questions. People send us questions in the intervening half hour that we've been talking about this video game. <laughs> yeah. If you want to send us questions, you can send them to podcast at normalmapping.com. We will answer them. We love questions about any video game related topic. They don't even have to be about our game club games. Nope. Jackson, you have a Twitter question, and then I have an email question. Do you want to go first? I have a Twitter question from at Jupiter Doomsday. Uh... It is. How do you feel about AAA video games that take aesthetics or iconography from political social movements in order to be, uh, in order to be or look more mature, uh, but the narrative ends up having nothing to do, uh, or ends up having nothing to bring to the table? Stares at Detroit become human. Um, bad, I guess. I don't know. It sucks. Like, yeah, video games. Yeah, no. Is there any opinion other than this is bad? I don't. I don't think there is. Uh, 
It's either, like, it's either this is bad or I don't care, and then if they say I don't care, you just don't listen to them. Like, that's, it's either, it's either this is bad or I don't want to think about anything. Like, those are the yes. only two, it's like the Bioware left trigger, right trigger choice, right? Yes. I, like, I, I will say if people wanted to do this and then admit that they're doing it and then just lean in and, like, be about that thing, I think that would be, like, you'd probably still have bad games, but at least you have bad games that were honestly bad and not David Cage pontificating about, like, oh, we didn't really want to make a statement or the fucking Ogs Life Matter was just a coincidence. We we didn't mean it. <laughs> we, it was just, how could this have happened? We were just, yeah. like, in the office one day and we thought, what would Ogs Lives say? They'd say they mattered. God, we just came up with it like that. We're in Europe. Uh, you know. Actually, no, I think that's Montreal. That's not Europe. It's fake Europe. <laughs> um, yeah, Canada, if, if a company just was like, yeah, we wanted to be about the thing, like, even the Wolfenstein, like, devs in interviews tried to back off of their ideology, even though we knew that was full of shit. They made a game <laughs> about how Nazis suck and how much fun it is to murder them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, it's clearly a combination of, like, the culture of video games and also, like, no marketing department wants to fucking lean into that, ever. Everyone yep. wants to walk that line. Which is a real shame. Yeah, but it works because you can literally just make a fucking game in World War Two, but it has a woman in it, and suddenly everyone will be like, God, look at all how angry the bad men are. This is progress. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> I guess. Like, I nobody I follow is like that, so I like I know that opinion exists, but thankfully I don't have to see it. I just see it in a bunch of articles and like screen like it's specifically oh, I, I don't see I don't read articles, so that's <laughs> specifically like I see screenshots of people mad at it. Like, haha the video games have left you behind like i don't i don't i'm sick of people measuring progress by how mad idiots who get mad at everything are i just don't want to hear about them anymore i don't care of course they're mad at the woman i don't care i don't care Uh, anyway that's i guess all we've got for that question because yeah it's bad it's a bad thing uh then we have a question from dan if you had to pick one thing to be revealed at e3 what would that be already did this dan we did some another podcast but yeah uh you should listen to VoIP Life, Patreon.com slash normal mapping. But uh, let's pick one thing we didn't talk about there. Okay, we didn't talk about that because we we pitched the greatest E3 reveal of all time on that show. Yeah, no, we did. It was good. We were talking about it that. It was Jackson covered in spiders. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't bring back the spiders. Fuck. Um, oh, you go first. I got nothing. Um, New Um Jammer Lammy. New Um Jammer Lammy. Yeah, I say it every year. It's never not. It never has happened yet. It never will. Because yeah, like my equivalent is New Jets of Radio Future. Like Space Channel remember. Five Part Three. Games I'll never get. <laughs> Bring back Sega. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. There's lots of things that will never happen that we want. Oh, do you think they're going to announce a new Sonic game this year? Uh, they've said they will. Oh, good. Two D or three D. Uh, there was a thing going around yesterday as part of the GDPR thing that was like, uh, in preparation for an announcement of our new Sonic game, uh, you know, so I assume it will be 3D because they've Mania Plus. I don't think they've got anything other than Mania Plus. Yeah, that's true. Like, they wouldn't announce Mania 2. Like, they're already doing a thing for that. Forces so, yeah. 2. I mean, I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, that forces were made by a team of about six people talk about fucking b games yes there were more musicians that worked on forces than game developers so. yeah those credits were telling <laughs> it's it's really sad sega should really fund sonic like if you want a sonic game give them the money and resources to make a sonic game jesus christ yeah put yakuza money behind sonic more people care yeah. about sonic i know it doesn't feel like it in game spaces but it is true give sonic persona money God, if only. We'd be in a, such a better world. <laughs> yes. <sighs> but not, like, the Persona team. Just the money. I don't want to fucking... Yeah, no, no. I Sonic absolutely don't dancing. want Persona team anywhere near Sonic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, God. Oh, anyone else deserves Persona money. What a g- horrible mistake that was. Like, oh, cool fucking uh, JRPGs set in the modern day. We're, this is this is the future. We're giving them all the money now. Ron Howard yep. voice. Yeah, now Tails is a turf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. That's it for this episode of Adorable Mapping. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we... Uh, June is six months uh, six month past December, which means it's time for another soundcheck episode. That'll be coming next month. Uh, so look forward to that. We also have a game club because we can't stop. We won't stop. Never stop. Um, and we will be playing Tacoma. 
which is a game by Fulbright that came out last year. Uh, we uh, wanted, I just wanted to play Tacoma again. Jackson hasn't played Tacoma. Uh, we Normally, we don't play games this recent, but you know what? Tacoma's a good game. We should play it and talk about it. It's over a year old. It meets the threshold. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and we're not going to talk about Firewatch or Gone Home, so this is the one. <laughs> yeah, God, imagine talking... What we say about Gone Home in 2018? Um, it's a house. You walk through it. What a big house. Imagine having a house this big. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah um, Argerdale is on a, a salad dressing in the fridge in the kitchen. <laughs> well, Phaedrus. You know, it'd uh, just be Thumbs references. That's the, pro- the actual thumb- problem is we just talk about all the various references to Thumbs and Thumbs related media and people that are in that game. And there's a lot of them. Uh, that'll be, I assume Tacoma's like cuts that at, like down hugely. I assume there's still like a Phaedrus thing in there somewhere. Yeah, it's, there's not much. There's some, like, uh, books people are reading jokes, like Firewatch, basically. It's not like you literally walk in and there's Christmas Duck. No, I don't think there's a Christmas Duck. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much for listening. You can find me at Headfalls Off uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can find the other shows we do at abnormalmapping.com, including Repertory Screening, which is a new podcast just launched. You and Kyle talk about movies. It's a really good show. I'm very excited uh, for, it to, uh, for it to like launch properly in its first episode. Yeah, we will be talking, uh, we'll be recording the weekend after this comes out about uh, Cabaret and Spectre. It was going to be something else, but Kyle changed his mind, as he has wanted to do. And Spectre, the last, latest James Bond movie, because they announced the next James Bond movie coming out. So, yes, that's what happened. That is what happened. Um, so look forward it. to that. Um, we are a Patreon-supported show, as always. You can go to patreon.com slash mapping. For $1, you will get The Great Gundam Project, which is me and Jackson talking about Gundam forever. We also talk about whatever anime we watched in any given week. I've watched some, so I've watched you some. can hear me talk about that. You watched some, too? Yeah. Oh, you finished the first arc of that thing you were watching. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it, that part's good. For $10, you will get VoIP Life. The first episode, of course, is free, so at least go check that out. Um, two episodes of Gundam are free if you wanted to listen to what Gundam is like. Uh, that is a good show, too. Um that's it. Writing will be going up as always. You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Check out our Discord. Uh, if, of course, if you go to the website, you'll see that we offer hosting for new podcasts. If you want to look at that, see if you qualify, contact us. Uh, no one's really bid on that, and it's you know, it's I think it's a good deal. I don't know. Like we tried to make it as like easy and low friction as possible because we just want other people who want to do a cool show have less of a barrier to make that cool show. Yeah. Um, that's really it. Like we stand very little, if nothing, to gain from any of this other than having a cool network. So I just wanted to. We just want to give back since people have been very generous. Um, continue to be generous because we need it. Otherwise, we'll starve and die. Um, <laughs> I don't want to starve and die. Moving house is so expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks for Tacoma. Jackson will be moved in. It'll be great. Uh, E3 will have already happened, so we won't have to talk about it ever again. That'll be nice. We'll be back in two weeks for the soundtrack episode. Which way around are we doing these? No, no, Tacoma first, then the soundtrack episode. Oh, fair enough. Goodbye, everyone. I want to play Tacoma, so let's just do that. I'm, yeah, all right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We need some help now. I see you at my job. Uh-huh. You're carrying yourself so well. So well. I made myself a promise. What's that? Not to get emotional. Uh-huh. As I remain stable. I take another glance at you. If we were at the disco, whoa, whoa, then I would have to dance with you. This isn't cool, not cool. And in my lonely eyes, I see myself in eloquent stride. In a sharp tuxedo, here goes nothing to her. Hello, Allison. I wanna hold your hand. I haven't been the same man since I saw you coming in. Let's have a toast to the girl in aisle 10. About a quarter after nine, you shine in the neon sign. Where are you from? You floating like an angel at night into my life and leave me with the song to write. And now I'm loaded, holding my sack, and wondering where she is at. With a line of customers getting mad, they didn't see what I seen. Nuh-uh, the store.
Beautiful queen made everything easier for one fine E. And in my bloodshot eyes, all I can see is everything's fine. With a turning stomach, running thoughts through my head. Came in here again. Yeah. I'm drinking by the copier. I made myself a promise. Now what was that? That I would finally talk to her. As I remain stable, stable. I take another drink for you. I set it on the table. Whoa, whoa. I'm sure I look a drunken fool. I'm seeing two. And in my lonely eyes, I see myself in eloquent strides. In a shop tuxedo, it goes nothing to her. Hello, 